Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of The Mistletoe Secret. I am Santa's final straw, Triplet Nikki. And I am the elf that the timeline forgot about, Daniel Kunkel. Ooh, Daniel. Um, okay, so... Candace is back, back, Cand- back, Candace back is back again. <laughs> I watched a- this with Annika, and she looked at me within the first five minutes and said, has she always been the worst at acting? <laughs> Yeah, Candace Cameron Burr really appears into this character. She, she oh, <laughs> Candace. You know, okay. So the movie's called Journey. We're just gonna let's get right into this. I thing. no joke, no jokes this time. The, yeah, no jokes. Okay, this is a serious episode, Daniel. This movie is called Journey Back to Christmas, and as the Don't name suggests, title. No. It is a time. It is a time travel movie. Um, so I, yeah, Daniel, if you think about it too long, what, what have you learned since starting this? Because uh, since starting this podcast, because what, Daniel, we're coming up on two years. It's two years and two days. Oh when this, God, when this podcast really? is released, it's our two year anniversary. Two years. Yeah. Wow. I feel like we need a birthday party or something. What do you get a two year old? What do you, I don't know. I'll ship you a binky. <laughs> <laughs> Do two-year-olds use binkies? I probably. So, I don't know. Uh, maybe. I don't know. I've never had a two-year-old. What have I learned? What a large question. <sighs> I have learned that there is a certain period of time where if you watch the same kind of movie, mm-hmm. it will inevitably alter your brain chemistry to be comforting in a way to you. Oh, interesting. Because yeah. I turned this one on and I was like, I know this is going to be bad, but I am like, I feel my heart rate lowering. <laughs> you know, I did feel at home specifically with this movie more than some others that we've yes. watched in the past, which yeah. is very, which is interesting because I like normally I get very anxious and angry. <laughs> watching I the get movies. anxious and angry, but again, in a familiar way, although this one did kind of make me mad yeah well there's okay. some there are some good there's some good stuff in this movie there's some mm-hmm. solid twists that we mm-hmm. will talk about it just we thought last week looked cheap with that window this one candace cameron burr looks like she's standing at one point on an on a test screen stage for avatar because it <laughs> looks like they built a 3d green screen room around her for one singular shot is that this, the uh that's the snowstorm the snow sto- the snowstorm looks like a sound stage that, that right. actually was kind of funny because it looked like a 1940s ish sound stage uh-huh. no it's the scene where she's sitting in her house reading <laughs> yeah <laughs> dude this movie looks they they're looking cheaper and cheaper as we go on Mm, it's i mean they're probably they okay i think i actually have a a reason for that so daniel your claim they look cheaper and cheaper as they go on yes the answer they have the (laughs) ability to use vfx and have vfx packages that are actually Uh difficult and expensive to make look good oh and they look really hokey when they look bad oh but they Mm -hmm. are they uh and I, because we have a lot of legacy actors in these movies, sure. I imagine they don't want to be paid the same every time. 
So sure. what what they're doing is they're saving money on sets by putting you are you yawning while I'm speaking to you? No. How dare you, man? Trey, we are we we because of your busy <laughs> schedule, I might add, are recording quite late in the eve and we are yeah, both very tired. That's true. That's true. I danced all day, which is the first time First yeah, time I've danced in a very long time. Back on the silver stage. <laughs> this anyway. one looks cheap because they really overshot the scale of this movie. Yeah. This movie also features the same street that we have seen, I swear to the Lord above God. We have seen this street like seven times. The Pro- first well, one she walks down with her friend. Yeah, I bet you anything this was shot in Vancouver. I bet you A anything in the yes. entire world. Dude, cameras, Can- Candace Cameron Burr is mind-numbingly oh, bad in this movie. It was shot in Winnipeg, which is, oh. you know, it's, it's really shocking because she's... How bad she is? Yeah, because yeah. sometimes she is good. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes yes. I do like her, but I mean this one is it's egregious. Okay, let's. I'm gonna pull up this review. Please, and yes. I, we're just gonna we're gonna get some of this point uh, by point. Yeah, good good exposition out of the way. Uh, this one's not it. Where is it? There it is. The Christmas Comet. Okay, by Pris- Prismark Ten gives this a three out of ten. I'll agree with that. With a fun title, Journey Back to Christmas, you'd expect the movie to have that Back to the Future vibe, especially (laughs) since the changes from the 1940s to the present day is vast thanks to the information technology age. Candace Cameron Burr plays small-town nurse Hannah in 1945. That's right. This movie starts in 1945. On a snowy night, when a Christmas comet appears, she is somehow moved forward to time... In 2016. Okay. Unfamiliar with her surroundings, she gets help from a police officer, but the townsfolk find her story rather incredible until one old man meets her. Although Hallmark... Wow. Although Hallmark <laughs> is, has deviated a little from its Christmas formula films, I beg to differ, yeah, it is no. noticeable that... It is still a little bit too much of a cookie-cutter movie. Like, okay. Hannah gets examined by a black doctor. (laughs) Save me. (laughs) Save me from this review. (laughs) Hannah gets examined by a black doctor when, if she was really from the 1940s, she would likely be screaming the house down. Hannah also likes the wonder in the changes to her surroundings with people talking and networking on their smartphones. Heck. They could even have told her she was in a present-day USA that had a black president. <laughs> maybe maybe a better writer would have produced a better movie. Jesus. Instead, with Burr as producer, this is a twee film and a subtle... What does that mean? Did I just say a slur, Daniel? I would say it to me one more time. Twee? A twee film? Why would, Why are you making me say it again? I don't want to say it I again. Don't know, it, no, maybe, I literally it, don't know what that means. A twee film? Oh, that must be a typo. Or I'm going to stop, stop saying, saying it. Saying because it. I, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you have no idea. <laughs> With a subtle Christian message, but no substance. Three out of ten. Dan, uh, that did a pretty good job. That, that wraps up the it movie. up pretty nicely. Yeah. Let's, you, you bang through this one, okay? And then, because I have a, cu- I have a couple of things a to say. A nurse named Hannah in the waning days of World War II. I'm going to talk about the World War II timeline. Just putting a pin in that for okay. the audience and Trey. 
She takes care of this little boy. She reads him a story, and then she meets up with her nurse friend Dottie. And then she there's a dog that comes into her house. She brings that and dog home. Wait, the can dog's... I speak about the little boy real quick? Yeah, he's terrible. The little boy is a little boy who is hurt. He has a broken arm. Is yes. this the same little boy? Yes. Uh, and he he tells Hannah about the Christmas comet. Yes. Yeah. He's a terrible exposition machine. This kid <laughs> was given bad directions. Yeah. So she finds this dog. This dog shows up at her house. She takes it home. The dog's name is Ruffles. <laughs> Rufus. Not a very, I don't know. Not a Rumpful. very 1940s name. Like, the dog's think... name is Rumfles. Okay. She takes Rumfles home. And then she gets in a car accident. Shocker. <laughs> but she's fine. And yeah. then she walks to a shed because it's pouring snow. And she gets inside the shed. And then she's like, ooh, a little chilly. And she sits on a bench. And then she falls back and knocks her head. And then she wakes up in 2016. She meets this cop. And the co- <laughs> she meets this cop and the cop's partner who drops the fact that she is his sister's young best friend and they always have known each other she drops that fact a few too many times for daniel's emphasis, comfort emphasis on young best friends yes I emphasis like on it. like you know how like we i'm your i'm your younger's your younger sister's young best friend like we've known each other since preschool I'm so young. Trey can't see it. I'm calling the police on him right now. <laughs> Annika has texted me from downstairs. The dog's name is Ruffin. It's Ruffin. Ruffin, oh. which like a like yeah. Ruff, I Ruff. mean, that's my 1940s dog name. Get I'll in tell there, you Ruffin. What. Come on, yeah. Now. Ruffin. Why, yeah. Why didn't we do this whole podcast in these voices? Ruffin, you haven't touched your food. R- Ruffin, you haven't touched your rationed beans. <laughs> Ruffin, it's stop the war, barking. Ruffin. I'm trying to listen to the teleradio. <laughs> So she wakes up in the future. Uh, she hangs out with this cop and his sister and their mom and his daughter because his wife is dead. And uh, they do Christmassy shit. She tries to convince people that she's actually from 1945. No one believes her. They do believe her. She and the guy start to have a moment. And then it's like the screenwriters and the director and the actors said, mm, 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 not this okay, one. Daniel. Daniel, I think so. Let's take a pause before we finish the rest yeah, of the movie. Because it's not like they have a moment of like, no, 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 we're just good friends. They do a little dance together. And then all three of the women in this man's life show up and they're like, what? Huh? Mm hmm. And they have those three different reactions <laughs> like it's a Scooby Doo sketch. Yeah. And they... then there's no scene where they're like, I'm glad we're friends. No, they just drop it. It's like flirting, and it's like if, like, the movie that gets written where she doesn't make it back to 1945, I think they're together. And it's it's very clear in that way. Yeah. And also, there are a lot of unanswered questions in this movie, which we'll get to. Or or there are questions that aren't answered by the middle of the movie and then get answered at the end. And then there are also unanswered questions at the end. But one of them is like she lives in this town. She must have a lasting effect on this town. And I thought the entire movie, I was going to find out that this this man was her great grandson. Yes. (laughs) 
<laughs> the entire movie. You, and it's one of those things where it's like, I don't know if I trust Hallmark to not make an incest movie. If it I, I still post, don't know. Because they have before. We've been burned before by that. <laughs> because also, as the as your reviewer pointed out, right, there's maybe a little bit of Back to the Future fun vibes going on here. The textbook incest time travel movie textbook incest time time travel movie am i wrong back to the future no you're not wrong i'm 100 right it's, it's weird the, that that movie is that way it's the incest time travel movie it's so weird that they just said yeah let's do yeah that's a great plot let's i do like it. i like how off topic uh, we'll get to the rest of the movie i like <laughs> how back to the future is high so highly regarded mm-hmm. as a nostalgic 80s movie sure and and yet um there is incest <laughs> there is that feels there's right though incestuous ideation and nobody talks about it no nobody talks about it when you talk about how great back to the future is I nobody's sense, like I yeah sense, the movie's oh no, great oh no trey's building a soapbox <laughs> no <laughs> the movie's great love the incest nobody says that <laughs> no because okay. that's not why people like the movie yeah but it's in there okay sure finish. fair let's, enough let's, yeah <laughs> let's 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 keep going let's keep going <laughs> okay <laughs> so uh she convinces everybody to go to go caroling and that's her big like that's right because all these movies are like a weird woman comes to town either she's from the future or the past or an alternate or the timeline si- or the or city, the city <laughs> and she does one weird thing usually it's something fucking useful and this movie people it's not even her idea the people in the house are like what if we went what if we got old 1940s clothing and went caroling that's her one contribution she gets home she finds a key in her pocket she's like this key opens the storage closet we can get the lights out because nobody's broken into this closet in my old hospital that's now a library nobody's broken in there in 70 years <sighs> so then she takes the key to the library and and people at this point still think she's crazy we should say that people are still questioning her mental state and it's very unclear if she's actually time traveled which to be fair no one's ever time traveled before so why right. should they believe her yeah well okay Daniel. i know she time traveled because i quick, saw it quick pause okay yeah. Um, this one got me fired up apparently if if you if so if you're in like let's say the cops situation right where they're like is this woman lying is this woman telling the truth yeah uh uh-huh why are they handling this situation and you're not a cop and also why are the police she's never she's never committed a crime in this movie and yet it's not like she broke in somewhere she never yeah she's never committed a crime and yet everybody's like this is a matter for the police. Yeah. No, Highly not. suspicious. Um, it is not a matter would you, for the police. Would you, would you like, <sighs> what's the word? Would you believe, would you be a time travel believer? No. Because sh- you would not be. I mean, if there was evidence, yes. If this was the, if the amount of evidence was, she knows the old library used to be a hospital. Mind you, we learned the guy who owns the library and runs the library was a patient at the hospital. So you'd think he'd mention it to some folks. She's like, I lived in this house. I have 1940s clothing. Da, 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 da. And I'm like, okay, this, like, all of this is explainable. And then also the perfume. The perfume's a little weird. She has some perfume from the 1940s. And the doctor, for some reason, the cop sends it to the lab and he's like, it's legit. (laughs) It hasn't oxidized yet. My favorite line in the show, in the movie was um, 
the sister's really young hot best friend is like she shows up at the dude's house after he after the cop the guy has taken her in she shows up at his house and she's like you gotta bring her in jim (laughs) why did for what she's not committed a crime what are you people talking about well so like they they think that she's trying to run like a scam Right. Or scam ever. Yeah. Yeah. And let's think about this scam. Sure. Because, I mean, but they really do break it down how foolish everybody else sounds in this movie uh, in relationship to the the main cop. Because, like, here's the scam, right? Here's, here's like, the, here's the scam that they think she's trying to run. She's homeless. She went thrifting and bought a bunch of 1940s vintage clothing did her hair and and makeup got a vintage purse of she's homeless got a vintage purse filled it with a bunch of time accurate knickknacks and is doing it in the in the cross her fingers hopes that somebody will believe that she's a time traveler and allow her to stay in their home that is like that that is like so big brain that it's that it's and look the way we treat people brain. experiencing homelessness in this country is abysmal and it is a shame and a blight on our society but that's this the crime is, that they think she's commi- committing yes, her crime is homelessness homeless. yeah right her crime is experiencing homelessness and they're all just like you gotta, you gotta bring her in, Chief. She's too dangerous to be out <laughs> get there. A, get a, behind, get a bot behind, boss, <laughs> Chief. Get that lady into a cell. Yeah. Her clothes are a little too canvassy for me. <laughs> so, so, okay. Man. Sorry. I mean, that's it. That's the movie. She, like... Uh, well, she... Okay, so... Uh, so sorry, the she, hospital bit, I guess. Happens. Yeah. The revelation. So, the prestige. The, the revelation. Yeah, the pre- here's the prestige. Okay. <laughs> I just want to um, see a version of the prestige with you as Christian Bale, but you're just like, hey, here, okay, here it is. Here's the, presi- here's the, the prestige. Here's the prestige, guys. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I did it. cut off my finger. They were uh, my twins or clones or something. I, I hate. I hated that movie. Really? I did, yeah, I did not like Dude, the, prestige. the prestige. Is awesome. It's it's so pretentious. It I, is. It, That's true. it makes my it makes my head really sad. Not hurt because it's people like to. Pre- okay, here's my uh oh soapbox being built <laughs> we are again. Getting off the rails people people like to me. people like to pretend yeah. that like oh if the movie is complex and uh, complicated and Ooh, and makes you makes you think that mm-hmm. it automatically makes it a good movie. Sure, the Prestige was too wrapped up in its own uh, ass hog pulling. That they couldn't make a story worth watching. Like it almost like it was almost like they were trying to make it so complicated that it wrapped around to become so brain dead simple. But then everyone else was everyone was treating it like they were reenacting a renaissance painting. I'm going to be a controversial white man talking about movies and say Inception is not that complicated and (laughs) neither is Interstellar. Daniel. (gasps) (gasps) They spoon feed it to you. They say, what's a black hole? Here's what it is. Are there other ways we can communicate through dimensions? Yeah, like dust and books and stuff. 
And then people are like, how does he talk to her through the dimension? They tell you. In the movie, they tell you. And then they fucking show you. It's not a, com- it's not a complicated movie. And they don't leave... Well, I think my because problem with those they, movies is they they don't leave a lot up to interpretation. But no, it, see, go, that's... Go yeah, it. and that's the problem, right? Because if they were actually hard to understand, they wouldn't be as popular as they are. Right. Ooh. Daniel, your takes... Ow. Ooh. That's I don't think touching it's a take. your take. I think it's so that's hot. an objective truth. Like, yeah. Ooh, ouch, not Daniel. Ow. <laughs> ow, your take. It's hot. Inception is so <laughs> easy to follow because if it wasn't easy to follow, it'd be a bad movie. It's a white hot flame that you're poking with the objective Fuck truth off. bit. Fuck off. They go to the, <laughs> they go to the library and then they find the they find the wee boy Tommy who was a, a sad boy of the war and then he grew up. And he was adopted by a family because he didn't want to be alone on Christmas. And he got adopted by the parents. No, he got Yeah, he got adopted by the... Everybody in this town's related to everybody else, basically, except yeah, for it, Hannah, it, the main It character. made me nervous the entire time. Yeah, they kept really <laughs> wanting to, you to believe that uh, yeah, she was macking on her great-grandson there. <laughs> yep. So it turns out Tommy is alive and he yep. has... And they're breeding Tommy's, golden retrieval. Tommy's not his name. <laughs> Go- golden retrievers sure. golden retrievers baby they're breeding golden retrievers because of hannah yes, and also she i mean Tommy's... The dog at the beginning remember oh yes because like of the inception. dog that she rescued and then she meets up with is it uh and then it at like some hospital or home a nearby care, care facility yeah yeah it's uh her was that her best friend Dottie. Dottie, her best yep. friend is still alive, but she barely speaks. And uh, she says the word comet as if to say, if you look at the comet again, that can't, the Christmas comet that comes every 71 years, you have a chance of going back to your time. All this time, she has a husband, right? And he's off to war. And she thinks that he died in the war. Yes. But at the war memorial, his name isn't there. So he's he must have survived. Draft dodger. So, Daniel, what I really thought was happening was that this is why I thought this is the grandson, because I was I was doing theories. I was spinning theories. I was like, oh, my God, he he survived. He didn't. Okay, here's what I thought was going to happen if if they ended up getting together. He survived. She disappeared because she time traveled. He married someone else. They had a child, and that child got married, had a child, and that was uh, the police yes. officer's uh, uh, connection. So yeah. it was like that. It was like he was he. She was marrying her thought to be yeah. dead husband. No, it's uh, it's dumber than that. So this is what we in the sci-fi community call a closed loop time travel movie. Which means that all of the events of the movie were always going to happen. And all of the events of the past also happened. So there is no changing time. She was always going to travel to the future. And she was always going to make it back the same night. As if no time had passed. Which makes the movie so uninteresting and without any stakes at all. Once you realize... Oh, wait, she never left because here she is sending a postcard three years after she supposedly disappeared and with her 
supposedly dead husband. Yeah, they tell us like halfway through the movie that her husband's still alive back in the past. So you're like, well, it's a Christian movie. So she she's got to go back. Yeah, she's not. Yeah, she's not going to like break or break her wedding vows. Like, no. So Mm -hmm. he's alive and she's going to make it back. And it was always going to happen that way. So what's the stakes? Because at least with Harry Potter, right? When like that's kind of the most famous example where it's like these things happen, but you still have to do them. It's not even really the case in this one because the loop is closed. I wasn't even really thinking about that. That's just where like the time travel like implications. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Right, because I got so scared because I was like, dude, if she stays in the future, then we canonically have two Hallmark, at least two Hallmark timelines going. But this just reaffirms no, every it, other it just time closes travel movie. It. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't really matter that it's a time travel movie for us, for our purposes. Yeah. She time travels um, back in time, and then the cop gets together with his partner, which I his don't young. think you're allowed to. <laughs> yeah, do. I don't I don't know if you're allowed to do that, especially. I think they just the... have to change partners, but it seems like a pretty small town. Right. I don't know. It was weird. And then her, and then her war husband shows up. No explanation of what happened to him. Right. You're home. That's the Hug, movie. Kiss. End freeze of movie. Frame, freeze frame. A hard freeze frame. Hard frame. Damn. An aggressive freeze frame. Yeah. It and was jarring. Hu- yeah, it was a jarring. Fucking, a freeze frame. Now we start fading to black. Like that length of time passed. Yeah. Um. Here's here's some moral moral things sure, regarding yeah. regarding the movie. Great. And why it pissed me off. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Um okay. When she arrives in 2016, the movie treats her as if we're supposed to side with 1945 rather than 2016. Yes. She she walks from the shed to what was her house and finds that her house is like this organic grocery store. Yes. And uh, she goes, gluten-free toothpaste. Or, or oh, is it gluten-free toothpaste? Yeah. It's like gluten-free st- toothpaste. The what is this? The beginning of the boomers jokes have begun. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't I'm, like I'm sitting there and I was like, the reason why I, I, the reason why I take issue with that is we see that trope a lot in movies Yeah, where it's like when a character from past goes to the future and usually the character from the past is treated like the other. But for some reason, we're supposed to be like, yeah, gluten-free toothpaste. The hell is that? You're right. You're right, Hannah. So weird. And also, gluten-free toothpaste isn't really... That's all toothpaste. All toothpaste is (laughs) gluten-free. That's like saying, like, I don't know, like, pissless tomatoes. (laughs) All tomatoes are pissless. It's like, what are you trying to say about the other tomatoes? Wow, what an insane leap you just made, and I do want to start selling those now. (laughs) Pissless tomatoes? (laughs) Yeah, because it it does its own marketing, right? Because people see that, and they're like... Wait a minute. Wait, the other ones, the other ones got, the other ones got piss in them. Because best case scenario, you make a lot of money. Worst case scenario, tomato companies panic and they have to do press and releases start... and yeah, ads, and they're like, "Doesn't that want to piss in it?" No, dude. Actually, no tomatoes have piss in them. Here at Vineyard Farms, 
We treat our tomatoes without urine. The way God intended it. <laughs> Do you have any uh, other things? Uh, yes. Oh, great. Uh, I had one more. Just kidding. I don't think I have anything more. I, I think that was it. No, that was I, those were my two things. It was right. the pissless. It was the pissless tomatoes, and then it was the double fact check that the joke sh- list you pre-wrote. Yeah, yeah double check. That. Oh, there was also the film. There's the film. Yeah, you think I wrote down pissless tomatoes? <laughs> stared at it for thirty minutes, sure, yeah. and I was like, I was like, oh, for sure, this is going in the pot. Like, this is a hundred percent making the making the cut. These, these pissless tomatoes will make it into the pot. Yes, sir. <laughs> um, the well, there was another instance where she was talking about like, like film, and she somebody said digital to her, and yes. Have, did you look up when digital was like first used? Because I think di- digital is digital first. Digital cameras she, have been around a lot longer than you might think, however. They were invented in 1975 by Kodak. Um, f- uh, wow, digital that is older than I thought. Word. No, because she, she... Oh, the they, word digital? Yeah, she said, yeah, digital has been a word since the 15th century it meant like of the fingers 1938 digital was in use was in circulation this woman's a damn liar i know she so she they say like they're they found this camera that was hers uh from back in 1945 and uh it's like uh has film in it and uh, the police officer is like hardly anybody uses film anymore everything's switched to digital Fuck and she off, goes you absolute she, liar what are you she talking goes, about digital <laughs> but what is digital i've never seen a light bulb before i'm from 1945 I, this this we has also, gotten off the rails we are like I, not <laughs> going to address the racial problems this woman would have entering the 21st century i know the review brought it up and guess what? We're not going to talk about it. We're moving past it. No. And I'm glad they didn't. I'm really glad they didn't. Trey, are you ready for connections? I'm ready for connections. What do you Trey, have? Trey, what, you're, you're, what you're, day? You're burning. You're, you, Dude, I, I, I had the, this was another one where I had the connection within the first five minutes of the movie. Ten minutes okay. of the movie. What okay. day did World War II end? That's a good question. Was it sometime in, was it November 11th? Nope. When was it? The official end of the entire war, what was called VJ Day, Victory in Japan Day, was the 2nd of September, 1945. VE Day was May 8th, 1945. When does this movie open? When does it? 1945? Christmas 1945. Wait. And not only is the war still going on in Japan, apparently, the war is still going on in Europe. Wait, so are you tr- are you saying that there I'm is a... I'm not trying to say fucking yeah, what anything. You... <laughs> Nobody who wrote this movie, produced this movie, acted in this movie, could look up when world... You don't even need to be writing or acting in it. It's the editor's fault. Because if they had just said 1944 at the beginning of the movie, there are no time travel problems. Yeah, it's a work of fiction. They had no, like, there's no Christmas comet. Like, they could have just... no reason for them to break the timeline of the world. (laughs) 
Trey, I think it's fair to say that in the hall and which which may be even more like, OK, it's fine. It's fine. This is all an alternate timeline. She'll go back. She'll reset the timeline. It'll be fine. Right. Do you but think then she I was caused like, <laughs> she, she caused World War Two to be elongated? Trey, I think we can assume <laughs> that in the Hallmark Cinematic Universe, Hitler did not die in April of 1945 or May. I don't remember when he committed it. April, I think. April 30th or something. Like the end of April. Not only did Hitler not die, Germany did not unconditionally surrender on May 8th, 1945. It is also possible we did not drop the atomic bombs in the Hallmark Cinematic Universe. That's pretty good, though. Which means <laughs> That's they're good, being That's saved. That's a good change. They're being saved for... For the for the big man for the upstairs, big man in the sky. Which we, Trey World War Two didn't end when we think it is, and in fact went on uh-huh. for at least three more months. Okay, so many questions because now all of the World War Two timeline is up for. I don't know. Did D Day happen? That's up for grabs. Did yeah? Like, did D Day not happen? Is that why the war is still going on? Is the Roman Empire still standing? <laughs> Trey, everything is no longer true. We don't yeah. know anything about the Hallmark timeline. Because there's a secret kingdom in the heart of America, we know. <laughs> yeah, royal, a royal kingdom. And also World War II maybe didn't happen the way we think it did. Yeah, I guess, like, here's one thing that we can take away as a connection, which I think I think you would agree with. Is that my nothing... massive World War Two knowledge finally coming in handy? One massive and massive is an over overstatement <laughs> of my abilities. I just happen to remember because it's weird that we entered the war in 1941, September 1st, 1941, and the world ended September 2nd, 1945. That's just an interesting. That is it. That's for yeah. Isn't that's that also a, a good. Yeah. It's a good mnemonic device to to. I think that's why I remember it. Um. So I think what what we can take away from this is that nothing we can assume nothing about what happens outside of our movies. Yes. Because they will change based on the information that we have inside of the movie. Yeah, dude, our own history is like up for debate now. Yeah. It's That's this scary. is big. That's big. It it is scary. I'm sorry. I also I was very wrong. September first, nineteen thirty nine was when Hitler invaded Poland, which actually began. Gotcha. Gotcha. I just love this, man. I feel like we've been given a blank canvas. This is this is blank canvas vibes from from it, 1941 to the present day. We we've been giving a blank canvas for the Cold most War. for the modern Amer- modern Amer- history of modern America. Do we have we do have Russian stuff, don't we? We Isn't know Russia exists and we know that there is a war in Iraq and Afghanistan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because they do mention the war in Afghanistan. Because before it was just the war, this movie. but it is been yeah, clearly established yeah. there is a war in Iraq and yeah, Afghanistan. Af- Afghanistan is name dropped. Okay, I feel good. I feel good. Do you feel good about this movie? I know, because I it made me very angry. It was a bad movie. It was a very bad movie. It, yeah, it did. It did piss me off. This um, is top. This is bottom ten. I think. Yeah, maybe bottom I, I did not. Kenneth Cameron Burr gives a performance that can only be described as she showed up on set. She like it doesn't even look like she tried. Yeah, she's um, just okay. like she's like Dottie. It was that bad. It, it was like phone it in bad. She was probably tired because she's producing the movie. 
She was like, oh, God, I'm so tired and broke. I'm so sleepy making this movie. Um, Daniel, we have made the decision to... What the fuck is happening? (laughs) (laughs) Daniel, you and I have made the decision to watch the Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special. We have, yes. Forcing us to uh, talk about the less popular less expansive and less ambitious cinematic universe <laughs> the marvel cinematic universe um yes, so yes we are is that man. is that already next week i don't know man i still have not seen werewolf by night or right, one second i haven't seen it either um here uh g-o-t-g God, it would be just Chris. like us to invent a movie where we made world war ii not happen though like this could be the fake one yeah, it could be. This could very well could be. We also like we did a a choppy job explaining it. Yeah, we did. We've botched the last couple of descriptions, I would argue. Yeah. Ma- making making certain any of them. Oh no, uh, November 25th. So, when that comes out, which is probably going to be the first episode of December, we'll probably That'll be the last episode of November. That'll be the 29th. Oh, 29th. Okay. Yep. Yeah. We need to set a date for the Christmas Bonanza special. Sometime in December. Christmas is we're we're, we're far. We have all of November to we got so much to time tease baby. to tease and poke and prod. Do you want to know about what next week's movie? Yeah, tell me. Tell me next week's movie. A dream of Christmas. A dream of Christmas. Penny is a frazzled wife struggling to keep up with her job. Her husband and her sisters live in live in family. I figured out where the stress is coming from. While in line to see Santa, she wishes out loud that she had never gotten married. Jesus, Penny. A Christmas angel grants her wish, but Penny soon realizes what is lacking in her new single world and tries to win back the husband and life she had before. Jesus Christ. Hey, Penny. Hey, Penny. Not cool. Hey, Penny. Not cool, Penny. Every day I wake up and I wish you were dead. <laughs> Every day I wish up and I wish you were dead. <laughs> I wish you were dead. <laughs> All right. Um, I can't imagine please. being in line at Santa and being like, I wish I never got married. I wish I never got married. Out loud. Yeah. And do you know Santa's going to like look like be talking to a child and he's going to hear that with his sick magic powers and he's going to look up and be like, ho, 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 and like tap his nose. <laughs> oh, oh. He's going to tap his nose with his left hand. And you're going to yeah, see the wedding ring like ear. disappear. Oh, my God. The wedding ring, the wedding ring comes towards him. He, he like telekinesis it out of off of her finger. It just goes. Whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. Um, he just okay. holds up the ring of power on his hand. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you liked this podcast, what's wrong with you? Give, give us five stars <laughs> and leave a review on Apple Apple Podcasts. You can also visit our website, mistletoesecret.com. Uh, you could learn the story so far, and you could also give us your interpretation of the story so far by filling out the form on the bottom of the page. You can also send us an email. Mistletoesecret at gmail.com. Trey's doing so much handwork for a podcast (laughs) that only I can see. Or, or. I never see these hands work so much. (laughs) You can go to uh, hcusecret on twitter.com and follow us on Twitter. Uh, The intro music was written by Colin Robertson. The outro music also written by Colin Robertson. 
um, what's it called? What's the title of the song called? <clears throat> it's called Jingling and Belling. My name is Trey Plutnicki. Wait, there's a scene I want to know. You usually ask me if there's anything else I want to say. Oh, did you, did you want to say For something? For the first time ever, I do have something to add. There is a scene in this movie <laughs> that looks like a high school play production of Our Town. Do you know which scene I'm talking about? No. It's the scene where, so all of the, when they dress up to go caroling, all of the women get to dress up in these lovely 1940s dresses. The man gets to dress up in a crappy old hat and a sweater. <laughs> And then he goes to the police station and the one woman who is hounding him the whole movie who she wasn't important. That's why we didn't talk about her. But they show up and they literally the way they are staged, the way the camera is set up, the I don't know if this is digital or film. You could convince me either way, frankly, though. All of it looks like a stiff high school performance of our town. The caroling scenes are awkward. They're bad. They're like they're really awkward yeah. looking. <sighs> my name is Daniel Kunkel. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, and my name is and my name is Trey Flutnicki. You already said your thing. My name is Trey Flutnicki. <laughs> my name is Daniel Kunkel, and I am reminding you to stay Thornton and stay Wilder. Thank I, you for listening. I also think instead of Chekhov's gun, I'd like to present Burr's car, which is where a character in a Hallmark movie gets in a Ooh. car during a snowstorm. Gets in a they, car in the first 15 minutes of the, the movie. In the first 15 movie, then you have to pay it off by them getting in a car crash in the snow. <laughs> Burr's car. Burr's car. Burr's car. Chabert's car. Chabert. Ooh, Chabert's Chabert, car. Chabert's car. Chabert's car is better. Sorry, Candace. Bye. Bye. <laughs>